welcome back to another episode of the Filipino American Woman Project. I am your co-host, Jen Amos. And as always, I have my amazing co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show. Yes, and we're excited because we have another podcaster that we're going to be bantering with today. I'm really stoked, <laughs> very stoked. I had spoken to her a couple of months ago for the Asian American Pacific the API Heritage Month <laughs> special because our shows were actually featured on Spotify a couple months ago. So we'll probably get into that. But as I tease you on that, let's go get into announcements first. So if this conversation resonates with you in any way or you feel compelled to, you know, reaching out to us and even just saying thank you for this conversation, we have a phone number. You can text us or leave us a voice message at 415-484-8329 or that's the letters TFAW as in the Filipino American Woman Project. Again, that's 415-484-8329 and that is a Bay Area area code fun fact, because most of our listeners are from the Bay Area. So shout out to the Bay Area. <laughs> of course, every every other part of America is, you know, is slowly, slowly but surely picking it up. I was looking at our analytics the other day, Nani, and there was like two specific states where we have like no listeners at all. Ooh. I forgot which ones they are. I think one of them is Kansas. Oh, <laughs> so fun fact. So but, if you guys know anyone in Kansas, <laughs> let yes. them know. <laughs> Tell them to step it up. Listen to one episode. Let them know. So they need that. to represent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But other than that like we are covered in all 48 states you wow know, so, that, so yeah that's that's pretty cool i feel like the last time we looked at it or maybe we just announced only like the top five but i feel mm -hmm. like it was not that long of a list last time we went over that yeah yeah it's definitely expanded you know and for all good reason you know there's obviously there are filipinos everywhere yes. <laughs> you know and, and all over the u.s um, or at least people that are interested in Filipino culture. So just really, really grateful to, you know, facilitate the space to, you know, for people in our community to share their stories and for listeners to listen and learn from us. I take a lot of pride in that. All right. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> this is not our analytics show. So Nani and I, and we've talked about this for several episodes now, we are setting healthy boundaries when it comes to social media. So we're not really as active on there as we used to be. We are investing more of our time and love for you in our newsletter. And so if you want to be a part of that, if you want to stay in touch with us, if you want to contribute to our newsletter, then check that out in the show notes or visit our website, tfawproject.com. So speaking of our website, tifaproject.com, this website wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for one of our sponsors, which today I'm actually wearing their t-shirt. So this is Captivate right here, t-shirt. If you're watching the video version, there's a little, little logo right there. So there, but <laughs> yeah, we were on another platform for, um, you know, the first year and we decided to move because we wanted to have a social media friendly user-friendly website for people to find everything and anything about us. And Captivate has made that super easy for us. And so if you are thinking about starting a podcast and you don't want to go through the hassle of getting a website done, I highly recommend that you look into Captivate. Just check out the show notes of this episode or visit our website. Another sponsor, so I didn't actually bring this up to you, Nani, but I just wanted to actually share this resource to people because it's a hard time right now with the pandemic, you know, like everyone is trying to live their lives at the same time, deal with just the stress of what's going on with social distancing and wearing masks all the time. I definitely have been driving to more fast food restaurants in my life because I don't want to go through the stress of getting out of the, the car and putting on a mask. drive through yes. I think yeah. more restaurants need to invest in like building themselves a drive through Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about my boyfriend and I, we went out to eat in Walnut Creek, which is about like 25, 30 minutes from where we live here in Oakland. And what they've done there is transform like the whole downtown. So they've 
blocked off like half of the street, like where cars used to park and put all of the restaurants have put all of their tables outside so they can accommodate a regular amount of people if they wanted to, you know, because they can spread out the tables and everyone is just sitting, eating and drinking in the street. It's kind of cool. But that's um, pretty cool. Yeah. Here in Oakland, they haven't done that. So it's interesting to see like how people are adjusting. Yeah, it's something that it's difficult to do, I think, in any place but California, because every place but California has weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So California, <laughs> good for you. But yeah, I, I definitely, you know, you definitely see the restaurants out here in Virginia, and they try to do that. I remember the first time, there's a restaurant down the street from where I live, and the first time they allowed the restaurants to have a patio seating, they set up this whole tent and everything, and then literally the next day, it just rained. It was just oh rain for the entire day was so pointless yeah yeah it was just it's just so sad like I mean just what the restaurant industry is going through the hospitality industry in general you know what they're going through so anyway going back to one of our sponsors slash really resource because we don't get paid for this is I actually want to promote seven cups because for people that are having going through some mental issues or, or, or are lonely or are looking to connect with someone seven cups is a free resource to get 24 7 emotional support so think of it as like your pen pal, you know, someone you can chat with all the time. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I have been diving heavy into seven cups really this last week. I just need a lot of help nowadays is what I'm realizing in addition to the counseling that I'm already going through. And, you know, cause I think we put a lot of burden on our loved ones to try to have them be our therapist sometimes. And that, yeah. and so I don't want to burden my friends and family that way. I want to make sure that, you know, I have other outlets to vent or to, you know, get my thoughts out there. And so seven cups has been a really good resource for me to seek out that kind of help. And really just these trained listeners from all over the world, kind of like talking to a stranger, you know, so just something that I encourage for people to really check your mental health and check out your mental health resources. They're so available today. They're plentiful, they're abundant. And seven cups is one of those resources that I highly encourage because I've been obsessing about it (laughs) really, really in this last week. So I just want to give you a quick example of how I use seven cups just really quick. So lately I've been trying to unpack my relationship with food and I could talk about it with my husband, but you know, next hour my husband. (laughs) Like, yeah, so do you want to get ramen? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's that's not gonna work. That's not gonna You're work. You're like the <laughs> whole my whole spiel was just about <laughs> my relationship to food. No, I don't want ramen, but also yes, I do. <laughs> but yes, I do. And we did. We did get ramen today, by the way. So I'm halfway finished with it. I had to take a break because because earlier this morning I had leftover pho, so I had that for breakfast. Oh yeah. So I've just been about like noodle soup lately. But anyway, it's really cool to have a resource where you can kind of just vent to someone else. Yeah. Where they're not going to take it personally and unrelated <laughs> because, someone unrelated to the circumstance yeah yeah exactly and so if you're looking for you know that friendly stranger seven cups is a free resource i don't get paid to say this it's just a resource that i love and i use and i've even interned for for like 12 weeks because i just loved it so much that now i feel like especially in today's times it's important to tell people that it's okay to seek out help it's okay to get that extra help even if you already have help you can get more help it's absolutely okay mm-hmm. all right anyway that is a lot of announcements I can get into a little more, but I'm just going to jump ahead and, you know, really get into our guest today. But before I do, Nani, just any last minute thoughts before we move forward? Nope, I'm good. Perfect. Okay, let's get into this. So we are excited because today we have the beauty of Bruja's Panais Without Permission, disappointing Pinoy parents and co-founder of Bruja Baddies, Jean Munson. Jean, welcome to the show. What's up? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you for sitting there and just allowing us to go through our announcements. I feel like in the future, because when people watch this in video, they'll just see the guests just kind of sitting there like, uh, when am I going to come in? <laughs> so I feel like next time I'm going to, you know, I'm going to include guests in, in the in the announcements, oh, you know, I, just because. I loved it. You know, I think you, you made sources, you know, without me having to distract with like, feedback noise i mean wow seven cups now i have learned something because i sat and listened yeah yeah there for sure go. oh yeah it's amazing like i mean i've been so obsessed about it lately so i i have someone so the people on there they're called listeners so they these are volunteer people who go through training voluntarily to listen to just listen to you right and so i have like three different listeners now right I, it's just i'm just such a whore for these listeners so i have a listener for to unpack my food problems i have a listener to unpack my money problems and then i have a listener to unpack my relational issues so what i just a cool have an idea yeah it's a great idea as long as exactly. it's free, you might as well milk it like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, it's a, I, I mean, I, I, get to, I feel like I could totally get into a course about this right now. But, you know, just so you know, because it's volunteers, I do want to add a disclaimer, because it's volunteers, you do get interesting kind of people. And you are allowed to, just like with Uber and Lyft, you're allowed to report people if you feel like they are not treating you right. You know, so just Good. a little fun fact there. There's definitely checks and balances with the free resource. But anyway, I highly recommend it, especially in today's times. But Jean, so great to talk to you. I'm done talking. I really want to get you to talk, honestly. Start it's with your you. turn. <laughs> yeah, your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna take a break. So that's all I do. I just talk a lot in the first 10 minutes and then like I'm done. And then Nani kind of like leads it nowadays. <laughs> so that's my strategy. But yeah, why don't you share with us? How did you hear about our project? And more importantly, why did you say yes to join us on our show? Oh my gosh, how can I say no, y'all? <laughs> I am so happy to be here. <laughs> I think it's very bold to have like your name, right? We're up front and center, Filipino American woman. To see that, I saw it on the feeds of Instagram, right? Like, and a lot of other podcasts. My podcasters emerge on Instagram, and I definitely saw this movement happening in the last year to now. And I am just so happy to be here and to be from three different states, like. Yes. What's the, how is this <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, and we're so happy to have you and to be a part of the conversation and really talk about what you're doing too, you know? So we'll definitely um, dive into that. So, you know, with the Filipino American Woman Project, and I know with Bruja Baddies, you really represent, I think, all spectrums of the Philippine X identity. Right. And right. so for us, you know, the more people we interview, the more that I find myself being challenged to expand the definition of what it means to be a Filipino American woman. So, you know, in the meantime, as we unpack this and we expand the definition, really, we like to identify Filipino American women as individuals who live or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. And we've had had the non-binary perspective on our show as well. And so, Jean, why don't you share a little bit about your family background and why you identify as a Filipino American woman. Right. So the rest of our team is queer, right? Besides me. And so like coming on today's show, like I completely identify as a gender woman, right? So I appreciate you all really holding space and unlearning and learning, right? Like sometimes we think we have it all and then we're like, wait a minute, I have more to learn and I'm not <laughs> even in college anymore. So um, I, oh, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. like, I think it's very powerful that uh, what you're all doing, you know, I mean, there's always contention on the X or the O or the A, right? And so oh, yeah. that's why I still honor like, you know, for the titas and the moms who are like, okay, I'm a Filipino American woman. This is a title I can abide by, okay, I can listen. And then 
all the other people and guests you have can now be infiltrated with their information. So yes, own that title. And so a little bit about me, I grew up in Guam um, and most people growing up didn't know where Guam is. They thought it was mm. short for Guatemala. Um, <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of that. It's just a little a bit lot. off. Right, right. And then just there's little, always the, the mix up of like, are you Chamara, which is the indigenous name for the people there? Are you Filipino? So it's always been like this, like, um, hopscotch of like, oh, know where I fit in, Asian American, Pacific Islander, it's a hot mess. Um, but <laughs> I think that there's such beauty in the mix up because I'm like, okay, that means I have to understand how people identify me and how I identify each other. So I live in the middle and the mess of identity claiming. So yeah, that's really my background. 18 years of my life, moved to Las Vegas, one of the more affordable states during the year 2005, because there was an influx of a lot of people moving to California. Um, mm. You know, right, in the right. housing. And so we're like, the next bet is the desert. And so I <laughs> ended up here where college, what UNLV at the time was affordable. And so, you know, all college tuitions going up. Well, moving down, I don't know because people are dropping out. Oh, man. Like, you know, and so. Oh, who man. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just, I remember like once the pandemic started, you know, I've just heard news about how a lot of college students were just straight up kicked out of their dorms like yes, unexpectedly yes. Yeah. and now a lot of them are protesting their right. tuition fee because it's right. like i didn't pay this much That's money a to good be on chunk Zoom. of money yeah there's no exactly. refunds there's no refund they're like oh bye <laughs> yeah yeah oh hell no <laughs> yeah. uh, it's crazy you're not just gonna take my money like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know it really gets you to think about like why did we choose particular schools i mean i mean you mentioned that you know moving to vegas it's cheaper for a lot of reasons. And then some people, they, you know, they, they pull out student loans just to get, you know, the title of a certain college yeah. name, mm -hmm. you yes, know, and now, do. now, yeah. And now that it is what it is, it's like, so what? Everyone's you classrooms know? look the same because we're all right. on Zoom. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you really getting for your money? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So it's a very interesting time. And I know that, you know, there are many schools coming back for the fall season, but it's not mm -hmm. going to look the same. And, and, yeah. and you know, I, I don't fault the colleges. It's just a hard time for all of us. We're all trying to figure it out right now. We're all trying to adapt to the new normal. And it is quite interesting, though. But, you know, thank you for, you know, telling us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in Vegas. <laughs> so I'm curious, do you care about like just the notoriety of Vegas? Like, oh my God, we're going to Vegas. Like, oh, 21st birthday, we're going to Vegas. Oh like, do you care gosh. about that stuff? No, you know, okay. So Guam <laughs> is pretty sheltered, right? In terms of like, yes, we had access to pop culture, MTV. We got MTV, like the music awards. We always got everything two weeks late. If there was like a new <laughs> series of cartoon, you know, thank God we live in streaming now where we're like, things oh, are yeah. But we were always like two weeks late to the game. What? I didn't know really anything about Vegas, right? My brother went to school here, so I was like, we're oh. you know, whole let's uproot the whole family and show up, you know? And so, right. I mean, like, I went to a play for my 21st birthday, right? Like, so I was in, like, <laughs> party town, you know? So sometimes it's always disorienting when friends visit Vegas because they're like, oh, China, they expect some big party. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. uh, you You're guys like, want coffee? <laughs> Like, I know a good really, joint. I feel like life outside of the strip is so much different than yes. that little bit of like nightlife or scene that you get on the strip. Very like, people much that so. actually live in Vegas are not party animals like that. Right. Oh, we got to get up for work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like the strip is like a glorified downtown for major yes. cities. Very mm -hmm. glorified, you know. Right. I'm curious, how is it right now with the pandemic? I mean, not that you go to the strip every day, but like, do you right. notice any differences with maybe tourism over there right now? 
Right. So like it's like it's really contentious in our town, right? Because buffets used to be a huge thing. And now those people can't go to work and work and live in within the casinos, especially Filipinos. They're able to afford full blown homes and cars just from working in the food industry. And so to not have that at full capacity is getting people really antsy in our town Mm. and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to keep seeing how unemployment will decline and that'll be really terrifying. So Uh, yeah, and and a lot of college students who are Asian American, then if I mean like a guy working at the valet can own a home, bro. Like it's mm, like, yeah. yeah, those are no small time jobs for our city. Like you literally can work a working person's job and elevate in life here. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I think that that's going to get really interesting in the coming months to see, like, I just feel like I already see the gap between like the haves and the have nots getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. Mm-hmm. And it scares the hell out of me, honestly, because right. like you said, people came here and are like, oh, I can work at the casino and, you know, have a life here, buy a home, buy a car, raise a family. Yeah. And now it's like in the matter of a couple months. All of that is changing. People are losing their homes, losing their jobs. And, you know, if you've worked in the service industry for so long, you would expect to just go and get another job in the service industry. But if you can't be operating in, you know, person doing like physical work, what are people doing if those jobs aren't, you know, transferring to some kind of online capability? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is definitely interesting times, which is why I, you know, I think it's important. I think community is especially important right now. And as much as I just want to check out from everything, it's like, I need these shows. I need, I need to be, I need to have these conversations right. with y'all. For sure. <laughs> I need to, to know I'm not connected. alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for talking a little bit about that, Jean. Is there anything else about your maybe family background that you want to share with us before I move forward with the next question? Right, so like, When you talk about family background, like, yeah, my parents are both nurses, live that Filipino American dream, right? And Mm -hmm. and then they had like (laughs) two kids. You know, my brother's more compliant, like, you know, he's like the good golden son and I am uh, hot dad. The troublemaker. (laughs) I mean, I I try to comb my hair for this show, but it's so it's it's great. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I, I currently am caretaking my mom as she just got out of surgery. And so, mm. you know, every day it's an up and down, right? It'd be like, we're on point, we're on sync, you know? And then some days it'll just be like, she'll just make a comment about like the way that I look, right? And so I've been doing a lot of like <laughs> unlearning, right? Unpacking and mm-hmm. unlearning and meditating mm-hmm. be like, all right, let me detach from these like loaded comments that project, right? But a lot of that relationship with my mom as a woman and me, really inform a lot of my activism, right? Like, mm. how do I, and I'm sure y'all can relate, like, how do we, like, undo this, right? Like, what I really think about family is growing up watching her watch these teleserias, right? Like, when, when I, and just, you know, just shitty Lifetime movies and Hallmark <laughs> movies, right? Like, the man is always so goddamn terrible, beating his wife, or they're poor, the poor versus the rich, right? And, like, my mom is so en- engrossed in this, right? And this is, like, this is the culture and content creating she's consuming, right? Mm -hmm. So when I think about what we do podcast-wise, like at least younger generations can use this content to academically study something better right. transformed yes. instead of us getting our hair pulled down the street and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, so, to expand um, our perspective a little yes. bit, right? Yeah. Yes, and that's why I like, when I think about family and what I do, like you too, like it really has directly in alignment with my mom. Wow. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's very common to find that, at least in my experience, like running into other people such as us, like Filipino American women. A lot of us have, in general, you know, I don't have the stats, but I have found that a lot of us have a very complicated relationship with our moms. And a lot of what we do is kind of, you know, whether it's proving them wrong or proving them right or, you know, trying to be the best they can be. It's just a very complicated relationship, especially, and I think about my own, my own situation where like, you know, my mom is from the Philippines and she immigrated here thanks to my dad who joined the Navy. And, you know, she very much carried those very traditional Filipino traditions, the Maria Clara archetype, you know, of wanting to be a caretaker and, you know, being that matriarch of the family and ultimately, you know, raising her kids and hopes that they'll have a stable job, which I have like absolutely never had in the decade of my adult life. So um, luckily, luckily, uh, mom still loves me. So that's cool. You know, we've come, we come to a a really good place in our life where my mom just seems to be very grateful, you know, because we're, you know, empty nester. And I think she's just happy that we're like alive, you know, it's okay. They're alive. Like they live somewhere. They have spouses, except for my sister. Not right now. Not to air out her dirty laundry. We we don't hate um, her for it. Yeah, Yeah, we don't hate her for it. She's a cat mom right now. She's currently fostering to keep company during, during this pandemic. But yeah, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of my struggle as an entrepreneur for the last 10 years was redefining what it meant to be Filipina and American, you know? And so, and a lot of that was inspired by my mom. So it's, I appreciate you sharing that because it gets me to kind of reflect on, you know, why do I do what I do? It's like, well, I don't want to be like my mom. <laughs> I say yeah. that with like a ton of love. At the same time, I do have a lot of my mom's traits, which, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing that and a little bit about your family background. Can yeah. I add to that? Like I Please. sometimes when we're like, I don't want to be like my mom, which I have definitely said out loud, <laughs> but I also think that there's a certain there's a certain level that they want to be us too. You know what I mean? Mm. Like to move about in the world, Mm. to wear a midriff in public, to have my ass hanging out, right? Like (laughs) there's a certain level of like, God, I wish I was my daughter. Like those comments come from somewhere, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think we definitely all have like that one person, at least in our families that makes comments like that every time they see you. And it's not, you know, we know not to take it personal because Mm -hmm. we see them do it to everyone in the family not just us and obviously they don't mean to traumatize us with those types of words and comments but Mm -hmm. it is traumatizing and it does cause you you know when you're younger and you don't understand you know how that process kind of plays out for them all you do is go and project that onto other Mm -hmm. people in the world and continue to spread that narrative you know cycle yeah. yeah yeah and so but I like what Jen said also about how, you know, as you get older and you can give your parents a little bit more grace and understand a little bit more or appreciate more where they're coming from with those comments, it also inspires you to then not continue that pattern, you know? Right. For sure. And they keep keep a ton of secrets, right? Like I'm sure they (laughs) were radical too with their butts hanging out, but they will not tell (laughs) you. They will not be on record. (laughs) You know, you guys, you both just reminded me of one of my aunts that I just had a difficult time with growing up and she was just so harsh on me like she would always just critique me and judge me and I mean it was just it was really bad and I I come to learn later that she was a beauty queen back in the Philippines 
and she was married to a celebrity magician guy and oh, so wow. she had it all you know back what in the a plot day twist. <laughs> yeah and then she had a divorce and then you know she moved to the states and then she had a bipolar personality disorder mm. and i mean i found that out like later in life when i'm already been estranged right. to her <laughs> you know fair, fair. but it's kind of like it's like wow like I, I mean other than than the mental illness side of it i think that maybe she you know, missed her old life and right. and she was projecting it on me, you know, right. and just thinking about like, you know, she just made me feel so like, you know, so ugly and so right. insignificant. And, you know, now that we're having this discussion and, and looking back at it, it's like, yeah, like she was just, you know, she, she probably felt like she was a failure at that point in life. Right. And I was like a good, easy punching bag for her. Cause I was too young and I didn't know any better. You're the, um, also the beauty queen, Jen. She just, Oh, <laughs> saw your crown, girl. oh she was like, well, she just wanted to be you. you got <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Jean. That's very kind of you to say. <laughs> hey, I see a crown when I see it. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, in a time where I think all of us are very unkempt right now, I appreciate yes. you saying that. <laughs> so, Let it shine. Yeah. Let it be. Yeah, I was like, I shave my armpits. I don't know. Who's paying attention? Yeah. You know? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't know. Deodorant? <laughs> Try me. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> I guess we can kind of jump into that. All right. So in the past, uh, in, in the recent past, normally for these next two questions, I, I usually like to separate them. I usually like to get into a snapshot of life today and then get into a life lesson. But I think for this special time in history, I think it'll be good to kind of combine the questions into two. And so Jean, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, and you're welcome to kind of share pre-COVID and current COVID life right now, give us a snapshot of your life today. And and what is the biggest lesson you've learned, you know, since all of this has started? Right. I, I feel like every time I've become like a spokesperson of the Corona, which I'm like, <laughs> whoa, this is my life now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I love work, right? Like I am like, as a person who is passionate about service and keeps doing things selflessly, I just like every weekend, every hour of the day, I'll even, if I was posting a photo on Instagram, I'd be like, damn, I was wearing this same outfit at five events on one day, you know, like I was just a workaholic and I loved it. And mm -hmm. I branded myself, you know, doing that, you know, teaching, art, community organizing, you know, infiltrating, like just a lot of stuff. And when the pandemic happens, like I was just like, no, it's not really happening. I'm no, no, you know, and I would like, <laughs> I was just, I was in such denial, like, no, we yeah. can have our art show. We can have all these events. Mm. And like, just to see the real shutdown into like, whoa, really living myself. I was like, I'm not prepared to confront like home mm. gene. Who's home gene? Home gene yeah. doesn't cook. Home gene doesn't clean. <laughs> Who the, who's home gene, you know? Oh um, no. So You're yeah. Like, who is it, this woman? <laughs> right. Me and the carne asada burrito got real friendly all, all pandemic. And mm, no regrets. I I, like me, like there's something just real special about those fries inside a burrito. But, mm -hmm. um, yes, there is. It's so true. It's so true. I think that's I, called I, a California yeah. burrito, by yes. the way. No, just yeah, for the record. Right. Damn it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It is a California uh, burrito. Shout out burrito. to Cali over here. Yeah. Shout yeah, out yeah. yeah, yeah. California. <laughs> you guys in your patios. <laughs> yeah. Open seating. man-made invention is the California burrito. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. So yeah, I mean, I really had to take a step back and you know, just really looking at where life is now since March and shutdowns and whatnot is, uh, you know, the importance and value of life and and realizing that we're not infinite or immortal, no matter mm -hmm. what greater or, or legacies we leave and efforts, you know, and just to pull back, right? And so 
I mean, with my mom and her emergency like thing, like to be even sick that isn't COVID in this time is like terrifying because how do you yeah. help, you know? Yeah, like, for, for sure. To have your dog die, right? Like I realized mm. that pets don't have a 911, like come mm. get my dog, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I have to make an appointment still. I know she'll make it till then. I guess she might die, you know? So it's like, if I was working as hard as I was in March, I wouldn't have had the time to rescue my mom or to be with my dog and like to really, really be with my dog, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I just realized like, man, life is short and like, you know, gotta take more pictures, gotta like call more people, just regular phone calls, gotta just talk in person. Like, I mean, I was just like, it really was a rude awakening. Like how much am I serving people outside hmm. of my life rather than serving what really fulfills me? So that's yeah. my rude awakening, y'all. Yeah. I, I like how you talk about, you know, really reconnecting with people again. That's definitely been a big thing for me. I feel like whenever I think of someone, I try to uh, make it a point to text them and just say, Hey, I'm thinking of you, you know, just say, Hey, you came, you know, I thought about you today. I hope you're doing well, you know, and I don't care if they don't respond. It, it's kind of more for me. <laughs> it's just like, let me just let them know that I care. And if they don't, right. it's fine. I just, I just want people to know. I just want to feel like I know people. I want to feel like I can yeah. connect to people in that way. And, you know, hence why I'm, I'm just obsessing over seven cups as well, because I just feel like I'm just trying to reach for any type of connection, right. you know, right now. And I'm really sorry to hear about your dog. I saw yeah, you post, post about it on Y'all. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us about your dog. Like, no, I'll, I'll tell you about my dog. My dog <laughs> is me as a, as like, as an animal, right? Like, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what my boyfriend like has been that. telling me lately. Like you guys right. act literally just like twins. <laughs> yes. Twin souls, you know? And so yeah. I think, it's really hard because it's just like she's aging right so like it's really yeah. hard to, uh. and it, it really like like after she died I was just like whoa there are a lot of older people in my life like older we're talking about teachers and parents and like how much time do we have like really mm. like it was like this existential question so yeah my dog was awesome and I realized like oh she really was an emotional support right like to yeah. hug to cuddle to like talk to you about you know stuff that nobody else cares to listen like dogs be the first seven cups out here you know what I mean oh like, my gosh yes, yes. Seven cups that reminds for dogs. me of a quote <laughs> that was like my relationship with my dog is so deep like one of the deepest mm-hmm. relationships I've ever had but it all happens in my own head right you know what I yes. mean <laughs> right yes um yeah so I just it's I didn't realize how much purpose she served after she died and I was like I can't keep operating in relationships like this where like Mm. it's a second afterthought like damn what if we had more of a relationship and so yeah it has been so liberating to say like nah like y'all not really my friends I'm not really gonna show up to that thing or pretend to like you I'm just gonna be Uh, yeah like (laughs) I'm just gonna be home and be me and be with people here so yeah it's tough too because like it's everyone has to unlearn this new brand of gene and uh yeah it's a practice yeah for sure Sure. Do you feel like anyone, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like this time is a big time of grace and self-reflection for a lot of people. Do you feel like anyone is maybe disappointed with the home gene version of yourself yes. or, okay. Yes. <laughs> there are lots of people who are very disappointed because um, mm. I think it's, people always think I'll save a day or, you know, I'll think of something right. new or invent something new. And I'm just like, whoa, everybody, I'm actually unstable. Don't put this person behind the driving wheel. Like I am not well or right. And so it was very liberating to articulate that and to also accept when people are articulating that to me and give that kind of compassionate exchange. And I was like, all right, we're just going to, this is going to, everyone has a new normal, new thing. Mine's going to be like, let's up the compassion. But yeah, yeah. There, especially, you know, I work in the independent comic industry and a lot of my male colleagues are like, 
y'all really showing your weakness right now, Jean. And I'm just like, no, you know what? At the end okay. of the day, the meaningful content really comes from a meaningful mind. And so mm. I can't just be producing out of my ass and like, like it's not going to stick. So like living with my mom, I've really taken like great note of the conversations we've had, that she had, like just really like substantial gripping things with teeth, like rather yeah. than just like, here's a story because I just wanted to make comics. Right? Like, I don't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. 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 I think it's interesting because I, I recently interviewed another comic or like a writer on another show and they kind of just put this big post on Facebook recently saying like, you know, the pandemic has been a very humbling experience for me. I've lost, like, I basically have to start over because I can't, you know, you can, there's no comic con anymore, you know, like there's no places for these, for these creatives, these artists to, you know, exhibit their work. And he was saying, you know, toward the end of it, he's like, you know what, from now on, I'm going to do what I I'm most yeah. passionate about. I'm not going to take on projects because it can give me a buck. Like I'm going to take on projects that are very meaningful for me. And it sounds like that's what you're doing as well. Like not just in yeah. your relationships, but in the work that you do. Yeah, definitely. It's hard because it's hard because everyone's like, if I want to do something creative, call Jean. And it's like, I don't have enough hours in the day nor the energy. Like really like after my dog died, like it really was like somebody took a part in part and took it away, right? Because like, mm-hmm. it yeah. was like, oh, why do I feel slower? Like, can someone explain to me why I feel slower? And grief is a real thing. And I, yeah. you know, I think about like, just even our parents who've experienced like three, four, five, 20 people who died. I'm like, we're yeah. in the cusp of our life where we're like, we feel infinite and immortal or immortal at the same time. And so, you know, I got to like, instead of crash and burn and be in denial and have like a <laughs> midlife crisis at 50, I might as well just confront it now. Yeah, let's start it now. Let's get the, let's get the midlife crisis out of the way now. <laughs> you know, the better. Let's just go ahead and fast forward through that. Yeah, let, let's just, let's just go through that identity Now is a good now. time. <laughs> now is a convenient time to have a midlife crisis, right? We can just go ahead and <laughs> yeah. force that process. Yeah, no, for sure. I think if 2020 has taught me anything, it is is, or if there has been a theme of 2020, it is really about loss. Because mm-hmm. even outside of the coronavirus, like so many people are dying just of like random things, you yes. know, old people getting old and whatever else, even before the pandemic hit, there's just right. so much loss and so much grief. And so I love to see people really like reassessing their priorities. And like yeah. you said, being just more intentional with your time and more, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just pulling things out of your ass, like really thinking about what speaks to your heart and what you want to put out into the world. And also, you know, making sure that you connect with people and let them know that you're thinking of them, that you appreciate right. them. Jen, I know that we do that sometimes, just text mm-hmm. each other like, hey, yeah. I'm thinking of you. Like, yes. you know, we don't need to have like a full on conversation but we definitely do that. And it does just make you think like with all these people that we've lost this in just the last eight months, you know, why can't we have those same feelings that we have for them after they leave while they're still here, you know, and this is at least this pandemic is really highlighting that and hopefully Mm -hmm. motivating a lot of other people to do that as well. Mm hmm. Wow, Jean, I feel like we could talk to you all day. <laughs> I feel like I there's <laughs> I feel like there's so much like real real briefly, because I, I know that Bruja Baddies is is still active yes. even in the pandemic. So thank you so much for doing that because you know, talking a little bit about how how many, many of your peers are turning to you for help, I think that's what a lot of us are doing. We're we're trying to turn to someone that gives us that sense of hope. 
And that's part of why I feel I have this conviction to keep doing the show as hard as it can be yeah. sometimes, because it's like, like one, I like the sense of community and two, I know that people need it. And so I just want to, you know, from one podcaster to another, I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing. Talk a little bit about Bruja Baddies and, and your team and what are you guys up to nowadays? So we, uh, <laughs> we, right now we're in, in the middle of our listener series, you know, we really wanted to pay homage to some of our long time listeners. But yeah, we are just silly. Like we try to switch it up between serious and funny. So I've taken a lot of uh, step pull back and they are the ones who construct a lot of the content, you know, mm. and, and that's really ideal because, you know, at some point somebody has to take the mantle too. And I right. don't want to be like de Tuerte and be holding on to this goddamn power <laughs> for forever, you know, like <laughs> I just got political. <laughs> right, right. I just, I think that that's the beauty in uh, the, the podcasts that are popping up and contemplating because like, gosh, like, I mean, it's just going to be so rich. Like we don't have enough books made nor the academic resources to be right. making them. Right. So like, right. if we have to take over the airwaves, the way we take over karaoke, then so be it. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. We're taking give, over. Give us a mic and we're here, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I love that so much. I love what you just said about, you know, not having enough documentation in terms of like academia for our culture. And so this is, you know, I mean, Jen has been an advocate for Filipina and Filipino podcasters to get started since we started. So yeah, I love to see more and more popping up, like new podcasts popping up and new people considering starting podcasts. I know we've had quite a few people that we've interviewed on the show start their own. And um, yeah, we love to see it. We love to take up, uh, keep taking up space. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just, it's just too easy. It's too easy, y'all. It's too easy. I mean, there's so many resources today for podcasting and big communities where people just give you free advice, like left and right, let me tell you. And if you want to learn more about those resources, you, well, you're welcome to direct message me or Jean <laughs> and anyone on her team and get that help. I think especially now with the pandemic, this is an important time in history to capture you know, I think it's so right. important and we have the opportunity to be a part of it and to be a part of history. And all it takes is you opening your mouth and, <laughs> and pressing right. reward, and you know, saying what's on your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, Jean, I, wow. I mean, obviously, like I said, we could talk forever. I We're wanted friends. to, we are friends and, and we'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably do another show again soon. I, I feel, I feel it. I feel it. Is there anything else that you want to share to our listeners before we wrap up and, and you, you know, you let us know how people can get a hold of you if they right. want to get in touch? My last huge point, and thank you again for having me on the show, is this is really a time of invention. You know, like, yes, maybe podcast isn't your thing. You start writing that great American Filipino novel, like, mm, get on it. You yeah. Know, like, there's no time to wait. There's no time for permission. You know, there's no time for crab mentality. We got no time to waste. You know, life Amen. is short. And Amen. we're here to rock this world, rock this boat. And I just, I think that, you know, there's a lot of really open mentors, like Jen and Nani, and like, um, don't be afraid. Like we're creating accessibility at every point and that is radical as hell. Yes. Um, and so I just, I, I am just going to be excited. Like, man, we're going to be the seniors of tomorrow and the mm. like, oh man, like look how the world has changed under, um, us not waiting for permission. So yeah, Ugh. that's my last thought. Wow. Yes. <laughs> That was a great way to wrap up. That makes Jean. me excited to get old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get old, Donnie. <laughs> yes. Let's get old 
to never tell people our age. <laughs> yes, 21 yeah, forever. Yeah, I know. Every, one of my friends, she's always like, you're just always going to be 25 to me. And I was like, okay, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, maybe not fine. 21. I think we could be like 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're educated and sort of have a career, something yeah. like that, a little professional. For sure. Yeah. Jane, how can people get a hold of you and, oh, you know, right. connect with you and learn more about the good stuff that you're working on? You can follow us on Bruja Baddies on Instagram. I'm just going to say that because I actually handle like seven social media handles and I'm not trying to create more work for myself. So I'm just going to say, there you go. Healthy, ba- healthy boundaries. <laughs> healthy boundaries. That's good. That's good. Bruja Baddies. Hit us in DMs or email. Honestly, that's really the way. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, Jean, again, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you for just taking some time out of your day to connect with us and our community here at the Filipino American Woman Project. Nani, any closing thoughts from you? Yes. No, just want to thank Jean for being on the show. Tell everyone to go and check out the Bruja Baddies podcast. And yeah, just love your energy so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just feel that feel the energy. It's it's very uplifting for me right now. And also, you know, to our listeners, again, if you really enjoy this conversation and you want to get a hold of Jean or you want to get a hold of us, you can find all that contact information in the show notes of this episode or our lovely website, teethforproject.com. With that said, thank you all so much for listening. Please take care of yourselves. Stay safe, stay sane, and you know, stay connected. We need it right now. It's very important. And with that said, we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Ta-ta. Bye.